0: Hello, Zimbabwe, and welcome to Live Talk. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. I'm your host, Jonga Kandemiri. Today on Live Talk Diaspora Forum, we are talking about the South African government's White Paper on Citizenship, Immigration and Refugee Protection, which is meant to overhaul the country's migration system for foreign nationals wishing to obtain residence and citizenship in that country. But first, a look at what is happening elsewhere. The United Nations is worried by the spreading of the cholera outbreak in Africa, which has now affected 10 countries, with the situation in Zambia and Zimbabwe caught very serious, according to the world body. Columbus Mavunga reports from Harare, where some independent health experts are urging the government to declare the waterborne disease a national disaster so that international aid agencies like WHO, UNICEF and USAID can chip in.
1: The regional health advisor for UNICEF in Eastern and Southern Africa says 10 countries on the continent have active cholera outbreaks with about 200,000 reported cases and more than 3,000 lives taken by the waterborne disease. Of the 10 countries, Ethiopia, Mozambique, Tanzania, Somalia, Zambia, and Zimbabwe are in acute cholera crisis,
2: Dr. Paul Ngwakum says. Zambia and Zimbabwe are experiencing an exponential rise in the number of cases since the festive season. The key drivers are long-term poor water sanitation and hygiene conditions exacerbated by changing weather patterns climate change leading to floods and droughts end of year festivities inadequate community sensitization late care seeking behavior for those that are affected children unfortunately carry the lion's share of the affected cases for example over 52 percent of the cases in zambia are children less than 15 years old. Nwakum says Zambia and Zimbabwe
1: are experiencing an exponential rise in the number of cases since the Christmas and New Year holidays with 1,000 cholera cases reported a week in each of the neighboring countries.
2: The situation in Zambia and Zimbabwe is very serious. These two countries are the most affected in the region. In Zambia, nine out of the ten provinces are reporting cases cases Another challenge is the high case fatality rate, 4% of the over 9,000 cases have died. This is extremely high because the acceptable threshold is below 1%. Since the beginning of 2024 alone, Zimbabwe has recorded over 17,000 cases with about 384 deaths, case fatality rate also above 2%, and this continues to spread geographically. In
1: Zimbabwe, shortages of purified water are forcing residents to depend on open sources. That, along with uncollected refuse and running sewage, are being blamed for the waterborne disease. Douglas Mombeshora, Zimbabwe's health minister, says the central government is doing all it can to contain the outbreak. He says they are starting in the country's capital. It is duty of government to intervene wherever they see things are not moving properly. If you move around the city of Harare, people are just dumping garbage in undesignated areas and this has not been collected. So government has mobilized resources so that we clean up Harare. And government is moving in to mobilize resources to procure water treatment chemicals. Supply of potable water has dropped from 350 megaliters to 200 Megaliters per day. Itairu Seeker, Executive Director of the Community Working Group on Health in Zimbabwe, has on social media called on the government to declare a national disaster so that international aid agencies like WHO, UNICEF and USAID can swiftly help to contain the cholera outbreak. All measures to
0: end cholera are within the purview of the government central government or uh, local government by providing safe water safe sanitation and also hygienic waste disposal so the back stops with the government in making sure that uh, people are provided with uninterrupted supply of portable uh, potable water refuse is collected on time Based sewer pipes are also fixed timelessly and the general public are given information about cholera guidelines and protocols.
1: UNICEF fears that if the outbreaks are not brought under control, it will mean schools closing as in the case in Zambia and children losing out on learning. Columbus Mafungam, VOA News, Arare.
0: The health of the economy often plays a big role in how Americans vote in general elections, including for the next president. This year, there are early signs that other issues are equally important to people as they prepare to cast their ballots in November. VOA's Veronica Balderas Iglesias has the story from Washington.
3: President Joe Biden kicked off 2024 on the campaign trail in Pennsylvania, where he reminded Americans of the gains he says the U.S. economy has made under his leadership.
1: You look at the consumer confidence measures, they're way up. Look at across the board everybody's doing better and they believe it, they know it.
3: There's no question that the U.S. economy has defied expectations by rebounding from the COVID-19 pandemic and remaining strong, says assistant professor of economics at the George Washington University, Stephen Hamilton.
4: Inflation is, is, you know, down to sort of 3.1%, which, you know, is less than half of what it was at its peak. Uh, meanwhile, uh, unemployment has remained near sort of 50-year lows at 3.7%. So that's a, that's a real uh, uh, achievement.
3: But whether the progress made so far will help get Biden reelected in November remains to be seen, Hamilton noted.
4: I think the big question leading into the election is, how quickly will wages, wages rise and how quickly will inflation fall? And basically, will people start to feel the benefits uh, before that
3: date? 76% of U.S. adults see the economy as a top priority in 2024, according to a poll conducted last month by the Associated Press, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. Tim Carter tends to vote Republican. This year, his main concern is immigration, but he's also critical of Biden's economic policies. I don't think he's done as good as he says he has. And, uh, you know, as for the average American that's trying to make paychecks meet end to end, it's, it's not. The inflation's way higher, and so your actual earnings have gone down. Other voters interviewed in Washington's Adams Morgan neighborhood said abortion and foreign policy, rather than the economy, will determine how they will vote in November's general election.
5: To me, the the social issues are the biggest uh, factor, mainly Roe v. Wade. I I like uh, Nikki Haley's stance on it about, you know, hey, let's be realistic about it. We're not going to get a nationwide abortion
3: ban. Ukrainian small business co-owner Anastasia Darun says her husband pays close attention to politicians' stances on international affairs, especially the ongoing war in her home country. He understands that the Democratic Party helps Ukraine more and willing to help more. Uh, and we, we are sure there is a lot of Republican who wants to help too. Um, but so far we see that Some deals are cutting off, and uh, we do not not know what to expect. Although the economy is not the main reason why Elsa Abraham says she will vote for Biden, Uh, she praises the president's handling of the issue. I think that the economy is only getting stronger. I think the interest rates will drop this year. I'm looking forward to that. But economists caution that it is still uncertain if the Federal Reserve inflation target of two percent will be met or whether interest rates will need to be raised again ahead of the November election. Veronica Valeras Iglesias, VOA News, Washington. Uh,
0: Back to our main topic the South African government is in the process of overhauling its immigration or its migration system for foreign nationals to obtain residence and citizenship in that country. Through the Department of Home Affairs, the government published a white paper on citizenship Immigration and Refuge Protection that it says seeks to safeguard refugees and asylum seekers and ensures adherence to international migration agreements and protocols to which South Africa is a signatory. The Department in November last year invited public comments with some organizations representing Zimbabweans in that country, submitting their input to the White Paper. The process was supposed to close on January 19, 2024, but has been extended to end of this month. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break.
4: In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see. We seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust in moments of crisis. Our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depend on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture.
0: Uh, For those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on our Facebook pages. VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Ndewele. We are also live on YouTube, VOA Zimbabwe. Today we are discussing the South African government's White Paper on Citizenship, Immigration and Refugee Protection, which is meant to overhaul that country's migration system for foreign nationals wishing to obtain residence and citizenship in that country. To discuss this issue, we are joined by Mr. Nabuto Mabena, who is the chairperson of the Zimbabwean community in South Africa, and uh, Dr. Fusumuzi Suanda, who is uh, the chairperson of the African Diaspora Global Network. Welcome to our show, gentlemen.
5: Thank you so much, and good to the listeners.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, let me start uh, with you, Mr. Mabena. We understand your organization has already made uh, submissions to the White Paper. May you tell us more about this White Paper, what it seeks to achieve from your understanding of it, and if you think it will help Zimbabweans in South Africa?
5: When we think that the White Paper is presented by the Minister of Home Affairs, uh, it does not really address uh the challenges that migrants face in south africa in fact it is a departure from a pro what we view as a progressive White paper on international migration, which was gazetted in 2017, because the one that was gazetted in 2017 um, realized or understood the reality that uh, you have uh, migrants, mainly from the Satak region, uh, who come for the purposes of working, and uh, these uh, people often lost skills. So the white paper in 2017, then it began uh, to advocate for the management of migration itself, and recognising the people of lost skill accommodating them in the South African economy, uh, that is your your people that. Uh, in the domestic sector, construction and the other sectors of the economy, people that are running small businesses, uh, people that are doing cross-border trade, because, they, you will, as you will know, that in our economy in the SATAC region is now mainly informal. Now, the White Paper, as presented by Minister Mualetti last year, it is a departure from that uh, pan-Africanist approach that was taken in 2017 to recognise that uh, South Africa is an African country that is in Africa. Uh, it has to give solidarity mainly to its neighbours who are going through economic challenges because uh, you do not have to blame the victims, but uh, you need to begin to say how do you give solidarity to the victims of uh, economies that, that have uh, that have collapsed. So uh, if this white paper is going to be adopted, as we think it is going to become law, it is going to make it difficult uh, for migrants, mainly in the law skills, other professionals to uh, uh, work in South Africa. So you are going to have many people working uh, uh, undocumented because it will be difficult for people to obtain uh, legal documents to work in South Africa.
0: Thank you, Mr. Mabena. Uh Doctor Swanda, have you studied the White Paper? If yes, what's your position as an organization?
4: Yes, thank you very much. We we have looked into you know gone currently, you know, through the White Paper. Um our views are indeed, you know, uh, echoed uh in the sentiment that uh, Mr. Mabena just said and um our views are basically that um, not only is um you know South Africa more you know, departing from maybe what was um the initial concepted you know white right, paper but um South Africa is actually um adopting a right wing, you know, nationalist approach where basically it, it is beginning to function along, you know, pressure groups like the Gluma and the South Africa first, where there is a general belief that South Africa can, you know, live as an island. And um, it, it is now seeking to reconsider the ratification of um, the uh, Refugee Convention I at mean, the Convention of 1951, uh, because um, and, and the minister is seeking to be above the law, uh, basically in the preamble to that where he wants to make decisions that are not going to be challenged by the court, because one of the major issues that we see that the minister is complaining about is how the court has ruled you know, against him. And this is South African law that we're talking about. So the minister is basically saying that he does not trust the courts because they are not ruling in his favor. And uh, in fact, there is actually another ruling that came in. I mean, you know, um, not, I mean, that was uh, by the law for Human Rights, where there has been, you know, this uh, general uh, trend where the minister has been, you know, canceling IDs, you know, for people that they, you know, assume or think that they are not, they are supposed to obtain to the extent that. About 1.8 million have been reactivated, and 700,000 still remain. But the judgment has actually ordered that all those IDs be unblocked and the proper administrative process, which is in line with the Paja, is actually followed. So we are seeing a departure in, from the department, from the other ministers that were before the, this current minister. This minister is coming in and he wants to out, you know, all uh, migrants, you know, from South Africa. I think his um, mentality is not... Uh, Different
0: from that of Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mabena, we understand that this white paper seeks to uh, also uh, aid South Africa to temporarily uh, live or drop agreements that has been signed on the asylum and refugees, the 1951 and the 1967 UN Protocol relating to the status of refugees. Where does this leave Zimbabweans who are flocking to South Africa to seek refugees, uh, refugee status, or to seek asylum?
5: Well, well it is it, going to be difficult because they propose that, uh, for one, if you are coming in South Africa as an asylum seeker, uh, you you have to uh, be kept in what they call a facility, uh, a port of entry, where your application is processed. If uh, your, your claim is found to be not correct, you are then sent home. But, but we know that the majority of the people that, that are coming in, uh, people that are basically coming to work, are economic victims, yes. Uh, You still have a high number of people that are political victims. Uh, But uh, uh, in between elections, many people that you are receiving are people that uh, are here for economic purposes. Uh, This is why we still defend those that were granted special permits in 2010 because the majority of those are people of low skill. Uh, and also professionals that whose uh, qualifications do not fall under critical skills. So it is going to be difficult for one to apply for an uh, asylum document. It is going to be difficult for one if you are already on any other visa to even qualify for a, perman- a permanent residence permit. Uh, and and, and uh, this is going obviously going to affect many families.
0: Uh, Dr. Aswanda, I'm going to throw this question to you in Shona. Wandawe Zimbabwe kewarimu South Africa. Waruku nzigwisisa ere, jitikuuliwa na hiru nzigu white paper. Kana kuti neurongo kuti vange South Africa inge ichi wandu, za, mitemo, inobata, wapoteri. Ne wanu waruna kunga wachiza ita shisharu wa Nekuti wakawanda, wanu kuna kunga waru kutambira, wachinziku wakuti hapane, jitiku gaziriskwa. Asi wa shita zaku nzigwisisa, jitilimukati anganzi mchirungu, mabima, e, kuti wawanzi gusekuti. Jitia ere,
4: so, I'm just a to see white paper in two characters. Wow, I didn't know what I don't know do. not I Three minutes I do a jungle or no with the Nakango picture, or Mapa, or a shiny jungle car, I not I a paper, because we do want it. There's a good now with kuti Internet now online as not we to could run water. We mundo cheio cheio o atinga que white papel já não há Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr Mabena you said that uh, this is going to make it uh, a
0: tough or tougher for foreigners living in South Africa. Do you see in the future, if the white paper is adopted, a drop in uh, illegal immigrants in South Africa? No,
5: it's it not. It's not going to happen because uh, you have more people that work undocumented. Uh, people of loss in the construction industry and the other sectors of the economy. Uh, uh, We are going to make life difficult for even migrants because if you are not documented, you are faced with the challenge of even operating a bank account, for instance, uh, where people then ask relatives to open their bank accounts. And we know that the employers uh, prefer people of migrants to work as domestic workers, to work in the other sectors of the economy for the purposes of exploiting them, because uh, it's difficult for an undocumented person to go to the labor court or to go to CCMa to demand that the employer respect worker rights, that the, um, the the worker is paid a minimum wage. So it, this is not is not quite quite going to stop anything. Uh, we have seen in the past the farm workers. Uh, that have been exploited even during the apartheid. Uh, Farm workers were being uh, arrested on the day they were supposed to receive their salary. So we are going to see a lot of exploitation of workers because uh, they do not have uh, in their eyes a legal right uh, to confront the employer because they will simply be told that uh, the police van is going to be called or immigration officials are going to be called
0: in. Uh, Doctor Suanda, are you? Uh, sure that the South African government will consider all the inputs from uh, organizations representing uh, foreigners in South Africa or this is this just a ploy to hoodwink foreigners to think that uh, their submissions are being uh, considered yet the final result will be different?
4: Well look if this is anything to go by we know that during um, the executive when there was a need to consult widely um, the foreigners that are used the exemption permit, the government of South Africa did not really consider anything at all. You know that was um, contributed by the migrant community. Now, in this particular instance, the government has actually made a disclaimer already to say we you know there are many organisations that purport to represent people, yet they do not represent people. So um, we want, uh, you know, to make sure that only those that represent people are going to be in the are fighting government. So already, that tells us what is going to happen. But a lot of the input that is going to come and some of those were actually targeting big organizations.
0: Thank you. That, um, uh, Dr. Swanda. Uh, sorry for yes? cutting you short. Just please uh, do stay on the line. Let's take our first call and then I'll come back to you, Dr. Swanda. Sorry for that. Hello. Uh, i think we've lost our first caller hello yes we dropped uh the first caller dropped uh, the continue dr swanda yes
4: so i was saying now that in in that regard we can see that the whole idea was basically to attack organizations like um you know um the, the, the the helen susan foundation which organization You know, basically, we're, you know, trying to consider, you know, the plight of um, migrants in the VTP, you know, furore or legal battle. So we are very sure and um, convinced that a lot of the input that is going to come from migrant organizations is not going to be considered because they are not considered to be South African. And this is the attitude that we have seen, you know, from the Minister of Home Affairs, that, um, you know, migrants are not seen to be allowed to have any voice. You know, in the country. So, it is just practical that those um, you know, inputs should be put in. But they will not be considered. That is our, our, our genuine you know, view of this whole uh, process.
0: Thank you so much. Do stay on the line, uh, Dr. Swanda. Mr. Mabena, elections are around the corner in South Africa and uh, the issue of uh, illegal immigrants uh, flocking into South Africa is a topical issue with most of the uh, political parties uh, uh, expected to contest in the elections. Uh, taking a part or playing a, a part in the process of uh, uh, getting rid or reading South Africa of uh, illegal immigrants. Do you see this uh, this white paper issue being part of the election uh, campaigning by the government or electioneering?
5: It, it is indeed in response to uh, the loss of the ANC losing key metros. In 2021, local government elections. Because if you go through uh, this white paper, you are basically reading uh, a paper that was presented. Uh, at the ANC conference by a commission that deals with the issues of migration. So there's nothing much that is different from what was presented by the ANC. So the ANC believes that is the reason why it lost uh, key metros is because it is perceived by some organizations that uh, it is lenient when, when it comes to the question of migration. So it then uh, tries uh, to adopt uh, some what might be seen as a radical Position and uh, this white paper is the answer to this. Uh, but, but but of course the, the election is not going to be really based on on the question of migration. We have a uh, uh, much uh, uh, important issues
0: like load shedding, which is which is affecting uh, the South African economy. People are losing jobs, so thank we you, do not think. You, Thank you. Let's hear uh, from Dr. Uh, Swanda. What's your take on the elections that are coming? Our time is running out. Dr. Swanda. Um, Yes, what was that question again? I was asking your take on the issue of elections that are coming uh, if you look at the white paper. What do you think about that?
4: Well, look. Um, so starting from 2015,
0: organisations that appeared, and in 2015, wow. the Democratic Alliance was one of our, those organisations. Our, our time is up. Know, um, Sorry, Dr. Swanda, our time is up. And that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, thank you to Dr. Vusumuzi Swanda and uh, Mr. Nabuto Mabena, who are both based in South Africa, signing off in Washington. This is Jonga Kandemiri.